Let's conversate, Akeem. Let's conversate. Let's conversate. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, welcome to Conversate with the King D. Earl. This is the inaugural episode with an amazing first guest. Um, he hails all the way from, where is it, Minnesota? I represent uh, North Dakota. North Dakota. North Dakota. <laughs> um, he went to Howard University. He's a Howard University alumni. He uh, worked in big law, um, and now he's currently a criminal defense attorney. Um, I know him from, from church, and we got connected because somebody was like, oh, hey, I know another lawyer because uh, they knew I was in law school. So, they, so they're like, let me point you to like the resident lawyer we, we, we introduced everybody to. Um, and uh, uh, amazing guy. I um, We met up for lunch one day and just like the first time we met, it was by the courthouse for lunch. And just seeing how this guy was like, famous around the crowd <laughs> saying they hired everybody everybody knew him and um you can tell that he was genuine um in his relationships and his work um and just seeing his journey um from my standpoint and him being my mentor it, uh, i'm happy for this to be the first guest on the conversate podcast so please welcome selena simmons hey, esquire hey, hey. <laughs> welcome hey, welcome how you doing selena Pleasure to be here, man. Thanks for having me, Akeem. I, I was wondering. I didn't know if you was going to say inaugural or something else. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we trying here. to keep this on the airwaves, you know. We gotta keep it. <laughs> I said, is he saying ignorant? What in the no. world? <laughs> never that. Never that. It's the opposite of that. It's what to be the opposite of that. Let's conversate, um, Akeem. Let's conversate. Let's conversate. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So off the bat, first question. Selena, finish this sentence. Right. If I was not a lawyer, I would be a be a janitor. <laughs> True story. <laughs> My aunt, growing up in North Dakota, uh, owned a cleaning business, and uh, wow. that impacted me my entire life. So at night, I would literally in high school go to work. Uh, go to school rather, and then go to work. I go clean restaurants, go clean businesses mm. all around mine at North Dakota, and it impacted me so much that while I uh, was in Minnesota as an attorney, I opened up my own janitorial service business. And my wife, my kids, myself, at night, we would literally clean businesses in Minneapolis, wow. St. Paul, Minnesota. So I would be a janitor, and by that, I mean, I don't own a janitorial service business like my aunt. Wow, I'm sorry for laughing. I thought you were making a joke. <laughs> wow. Real talk, real talk. I did not know that. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that grind, that, like, dog in you from the jump, like, you, like, get it how I could get it from the jump. Like. Absolutely. It was more of the um, entrepreneurial spirit um, mm -hmm. that, she, that instilled in me, you know, a black woman in a very uh, predominantly white space owning her own, mm -hmm. having her own, um, it impacted me a lot to the point, like I said, I, I literally owned a cleaning company uh, mm -hmm. as an attorney, uh, and I loved it. And again, I just instilled a lot of values uh, that I still hold true today. Um, so yeah, if I were yeah. not an attorney, I would, I'd be a janitor. So how did that go from janitor to lawyer? What was that process? 
Well, for me, I always wanted to be an attorney. Uh, mm-hmm. I love to argue, uh, read about mm-hmm. Thurgood Marshall, and um, just to fight. You know, I always had that that instilled in me. I think also growing up again in a predominantly white space, always mm-hmm. having to defend myself. Um, you get you get a real sense of right versus wrong, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I just I loved. I loved arguing, and, and to get paid for it, hey, it's nothing sweeter. <laughs> what, what made you feel like that was the way to to solve that issue you felt like being in a predominantly white space? Like, what made you say the law is that path to go and not? I, I don't know if it was so much as the law, but but having to fight, and that means physically fight. You know, I got a <laughs> lot of fights as a kid because I, wow. I stuck out. I was easy to be picked on. I was, I was different. Wow. I was other. So mm. my brother and I, my older brother and I, we fight a lot you know physically mm. getting fights in the morning going to school getting fights coming home from school because we are other we're different so what mm. instilled in me was one the fight physically but also the, mm. the injustice to to be picked on to be treated different because you were other um and having that sense of man wanting to fight for the underdog uh yeah it came naturally i think and it came by way of where i grew up um so, yeah, I've always, I think, had it in me. And, again, um, to do it where the odds are, quote, unquote, fair, yeah. and, uh, where everything should be equal, um, it's, it, it felt like a natural fit. You know, the law seems to have been a natural fit. We're all on equal footing. And that's not so right. much the case, but it purports to be. Got you. So is that why you chose your specific field? Can you speak about what you do right now and, and why? Yeah. It wasn't immediate, as you know, um, mm-hmm. after law mm-hmm. school. I started out uh, at a AMLAW 100, Dorsey & Whitney, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which to this day I love. It was mm-hmm. great training ground. It was a great uh, just education, uh, one, mm-hmm. to go from having no experience of what the law is to be placed in a large law firm, um, mm-hmm. to be given the type of training I received and have the type of mentors I received. Uh, I couldn't ask for anything better. Uh, from there, I transitioned to Target um, Corporation. I went in-house to Target Corporation in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I did employment law, uh, mm-hmm. primarily class action litigation in, in California. Um, again, great training ground, great experience. Um, but I knew, for me, I wanted to, I wanted to fight. I wanted to defend. Yeah. I wanted to protect. More importantly than anything, I just wanted to be in a courtroom. And, uh, yeah. You don't get in a courtroom unless uh, unless you do criminal defense work. I truly believe that. You know, there's some <laughs> civil work you can get in a courtroom with, and I do some. Or a prosecutor, work. or a prosecutor, or, or a prosecutor. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> As you would know, I wouldn't know anything about that. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. or a prosecutor. Yeah. So uh, I chose to be a criminal defense attorney. Right. There's there's others that choose other paths to get mm-hmm, to the yeah. courtroom. <laughs> uh, and i feel like we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that uh can you tell me about your welcome to being a lawyer moment um people compared to like basketball like welcome to the nba moment like the first person who like scored on you and made you feel like a little person like what was your welcome to the legal field moment that you were like holy crap this is real i'm here <laughs> i did um my first assignment two stories i'll share with you one was mm-hmm. I get to Dorsey & Whitney as an associate. You know, you do the summer program. 
They say, mm-hmm. hey, we love you. And of course, the summer program is, do, do I like you? It's not really so much, can you do the work? It's assumed that, yeah, everyone mm-hmm. here can do the work. You're, otherwise, right. why would you be here? So it's really mm-hmm. a test of character, test of, you know, do I like this person? We always used to say um, the summer associate position is one. If are you the type of person at 3 a.m. in the morning, I still want to be working with. Um, yeah. Trust me. There are a lot of 3 a.m. times where you're working with people, especially uh, I started out in the corporate practice doing M&A work. And there are a lot of 3 a.m. sessions that we had. Um, mm. So that's um, that's one thing that uh, I think I obviously passed and did well. Uh, mm-hmm. But I walked in as a full-time associate of Dorsey & Whitney, and that day, there was a jump in pay raises in New York. So automatically, mm-hmm. the Midwest had to increase their starting salary. So I remember, I think starting salary may have been like 115 and that's a lot of money to me. Yeah. You know, coming in, I'm like, man, 115 I'm good. Right. Well, we learned that starting salaries were then going to jump to 130000 and uh, I remember looking at a senior associate, we we're all, mm-hmm. uh, it was an all staff meeting. And I looked at the senior associate, I said, what do I say in this meeting? We're going to a meeting. What do I say? He looked at me and said, you don't say anything. You keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, you know what? You're right. I do. I have nothing to say. I'm getting a raise. You know, what do you mean? What do I right. say? I just say, yeah, great. Good, good. Thank you, New York. Um, <laughs> the second moment was, oh, crap. Welcome to the practice of law. I had turned in a memo um, or a motion that was going to be filed on behalf of a client. And I remember getting it back from the partner. When I tell you this thing was red all over, I mean, just bled in markings, drafting, just cross exit. Mm -hmm. And I was struck with, what the heck is this? You know, I'm like, (laughs) I know I did good. I cited everything. I thought it was And it was funny because I'm, I'm talking about it's an ego. It's a welcome to the NBA. It's welcome to the right. practice of law. I remember someone telling me, it's like, what did you think? You thought you were going to come out it was going to be perfect? And I was like, Drop yeah. 30 first I night. Like, <laughs> I, like, I kind of did. But it's like, nah, not at all. You know, oh, you, 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 the NFL, what separates everyone in the NFL is everyone's fast. I remember sitting and going mm. to a friend of mine played for the NFL. Um, and uh, he got got his tickets, and to see how, how fast everyone is, the mm. linemen are fast. We went to the game; we're on the fifty yard line. The linemen are mm. fast. Yep. Like yep. you are not special because you're quick. You know, mm. everyone is quick. And yeah. to see the way these big men moved, um, yeah. it was impressive. When you get to practice law, you see how everyone moves. It's impressive. Mm. You know, especially when you're dealing for a high high price law firm where I was working. I mean, everyone is fast, you know? Man. So that was my welcome to, uh, welcome to the NFL, welcome to the NBA, welcome to the practice of law. Fast. <laughs> nice. And yeah. what, what, at what point do you feel like you transitioned? Like, okay, now nah, I'm actually killing it. Like, was it a specific moment or it was over time? There, it, definitely over time. And there's <laughs> never, there never really a moment of, oh, I'm killing it. Uh, but, but my moment of distinction came, where I was able to bring to the law firm uh, a book of business. I brought in Mm. uh, one company called Dada Inc. They were an apps. uh, They created apps. Mm. They're being sued. There was a class action lawsuit where in five different states they are being sued. It just so happened their general counsel was a good friend of mine. They were being sued in Minneapolis. And and Howard University, as you know, is just a great connection, great family. So mm-hmm. people know where, what state we all are in, you know, and the Howard Connect is strong. 
So she calls yeah. me up one day and says, Slano, my company's being sued. It was an Italian company. Uh, she said, we're being sued in we're being sued in California, we're being sued in Minneapolis, we're being sued in Chicago, and there are two other states that they're being sued in. And she said, uh, we want to fly in this week and meet with you. We want to give you this business. The funny mm-hmm. thing is, though, so you're a fifth-year, fourth-year associate, and you, one, had to convince – I had to convince a partner, you know, that, hey, I have the CEO coming in along with the general counsel. It's a real thing. Uh, right. You know, they're kind of looking at me like, oh, yeah, Slano, sure, bring it in. Yeah, take yeah, them to sure. lunch. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. It's, a big, it's a big piece of business. So That's I right. went to my mentor partner at the time, a great mm-hmm. guy to this day, Seth Levendahl. God bless him. He's doing great work in Minneapolis, Minnesota still. Yeah. I went to him and said, Seth, uh, I got this book of business that's coming in. They're getting sued. It's going to be big. It's going to be massive. And we're going to be able to bill for it. You know, and that's all they want to hear, you know. Seth, to his credit, he said, son, I'll, I'll join you for dinner. Uh, we took him to a steakhouse, uh, sat around the table, got the book of business, and nice. it, it didn't spread immediately that I had brought it in. It mm. spread very slowly in the essence that when I was up for my bonus, mm. they had left out the fact that I brought in a, this book of business. And they wow. didn't know, the partners, the powers that be, it never trickled up. I'm thinking, oh, you put your head down, you do your work, right. everyone will know. Wow. You brought in this book of business. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. You have to self-promote. You have Ooh. to let people know what you're doing because good news doesn't necessarily trickle up. So mm-hmm. when I heard the numbers, they said, oh, Slayer, you're doing great work. Here's here's your bonus. It never accounted for, I brought in one point whatever, millions of dollars of business, right. real business to the firm hard numbers where no other partner could say they had contacts with this client. No wow. other partner could say that they, they originated this client because they didn't. Mm-hmm. I did. It was a new uh, company. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to go up and that's when I learned the power dynamics. You know, while my, yeah. um, the people that I had in my corner were great, but there were people that were even greater. So, wow. you know, I had to go to some of the even greater people and say, Hey, this is what I brought in. Right. Uh, happy Let to say know. that, yeah, yeah. That number changed real quick. The check was commiserate <laughs> with what wow. I uh, <laughs> wow. with what I uh, had brought in. So, yeah, that was a moment where, you know, it was it was like, hey, uh, and then the word spread quickly. Like, did yeah. you know that was Solano's business? That, wow. but you know, when news spreads like that, you also get haters. Uh, Whew, talk there about some it. young partners who stopped by my office and told me, you know. You should focus on doing the work rather than trying to bring in the work. And that was because, you know, they were being pressed with bring in work, bring in work, bring in business. Yeah. Uh, and which, you know, some weren't able to do that. It, it's hard to bring in business without other folks saying, oh, I, I originated this first. Oh, I contacted mm. this client first. Oh, I. So I got it. You know, it wasn't coming so much from a place of jealousy, which it was a yeah. lot, but it was also coming from a place of. I, I can't do what you did, and right. you know uh, I just want you to know it's that, that competition. I'm, yeah, I'm salty it. by it. So it definitely put a target yeah. on my back. But as I told people, and I tell people, I said it also bought me, you know, two more years at, at, at this firm because I right. I paid my own my, for my own salary those years. So man, yeah. that's so real. I was gonna wait till the end for you to give advice, but I feel like that point is so real. Self promoting, um, and it's like a tip to all like the law students or even lawyers out there is like. Nobody's gonna look out for you, but you. You're gonna that that right. 
that notion of keeping keeping your head down and don't say anything and just work, like you said, yeah, doesn't yeah. always work. Like people are not going to give you a just do. You need to speak up and say, "Listen, absolutely." This is what I, I bring to not the table. everybody knows that that you you your article is in the Washington Law. You know, you you got to let them know, King. You got to <laughs> know you out, you published. You are published. You know, might I right. add, I'm published also. But uh, this is about you. <laughs> All you the subscribers, I am a published <laughs> author. In the Washington lawyer, in a whole magazine in DC. No, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely. So you gotta let sometimes you do have to you have to self-promote. And and it's not it's promoting to the right people in the room. You yeah. Know? Everyone in the room could not deny what I did, but honestly, mm. everyone didn't know. Wow. Sometimes you gotta self-promote to the right people. Man, that's so real. That's so good. Do you feel like you were able to make the impact that you set out to do? so far in your career or do you feel like there's still more obviously there's still more work to be done but do you feel like you've been doing what you set out to do in this field uh yes and no i was talking to a good friend yesterday and mm-hmm. he told me great great wonderful attorney who who i admire uh, his name is Derek page he said mm-hmm. he said you know we're not making the change as wide as we want to we're actually helping one client at a time. It's not as big and as wide as it should be. And I'm paraphrasing. He said it much mm-hmm. more eloquently than I did. And it, it, it stopped me in my tracks because one, I, I thought I was making change. Here I am out here fighting <laughs> for the small man, fighting for the little guy. I'm ensuring justice is yeah. seen. Wait, can, can you say real quick what you do currently? I don't think you said it yet. Can you say what you yeah, do? Yeah, right I'm, I'm a criminal defense attorney. Primarily, mm-hmm. uh, I'm on the panel here in Washington, D.C., on the CJA panel. So that's uh, private attorneys like myself who uh, are appointed cases in D.C. Superior Court for those mm-hmm. who cannot afford attorneys, uh, private mm-hmm. attorneys. So um, there is the public defender service, which I'm not a part of. I have my own uh, shop. I also do... Uh, criminal defense work in uh, the state of Minnesota. I do employment work in the state of Minnesota and I do personal injury work. So just a small boutique firm, uh, just mm-hmm. one man shop myself. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I do. And I, and I thought, Hey, mm-hmm. I am doing this great influence. I am impacting people greatly, but it turns out at some point I could just be putting out small fires every day versus wow. this big push to influence, to impact folks mm-hmm. so um had you asked me yesterday without hearing that comment i would have said absolutely i'm, I'm making great impact i'm changing the community <laughs> but my friend derek uh <laughs> has me reflecting as it as it were about how great impact am i making right now man uh, and obviously there's more to do mm-hmm. um i believe i've done some uh as you're aware and what i sent you in 2010 i got awarded uh Minnesota Heroes for Children Award, and mm-hmm. that was directly to work I was doing um, for this school that was geared to pregnant teen mothers. I was rep- we would represent mm-hmm. them, and it just happened uh, we represented them. I, I did a lot of yeoman's work for and on behalf of the school and on behalf of the ladies that went there and attended there. Uh, so it was mm-hmm. great to be honored in that moment, and I thought, yeah, I'm doing an impact. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think more is to be done. More is to be yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Well, speaking of pregnant teen mothers, I didn't expect to go here, but let's whoa, go. Whoa. Some, hey, hold on. The overturning of Roe v. Wade. <laughs> let's get into it. Let's, nah, whoa. We, we about to conversate. Right. We, we about to conversate. I'm really interested <laughs> in uh, your perspective as a lawyer 
in what this means from the legal perspective and I guess personally also like how how big of an impact can you, like breaking it down to like the lay person how big of an impact was the overturning of Roe v. Wade and what and what is your opinion on it? I think the only how do I put this it it the impact of it is is great the impact is greater on black and brown people mm-hmm. when we attack organizations such as Planned Parenthood. What I don't think everyone recognizes is that wasn't a place to go to, to, to per se, get abortions. That was a place that did examinations for women mm-hmm. in low-income communities. That was a place where uh, individuals, both male and female, could get information, could get education, could get help, could be directed towards resources. And mm-hmm. predominantly, it was low-income. And uh, yeah. low income, it was directly, uh, unfortunately, directly affects black and brown individuals. So the overturning of this, uh, I mean, the, the impact is great. And I would only hope that this would encourage people uh, to understand mm-hmm. that there is a war going on. And it's a war that says, I have the ability with my wealth, with my status in life, to get the help I need and for everyone else, oh, well, you're on your own. Um, yeah. And that's really the message it was sending, I, I think. And uh, hmm. it, it's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Uh, yeah. I think the if you read the opinion too, they hide behind the fact that, hey, we're not here to set a law. Every state should be able to regulate their own. Um, and they get into the minutiae of what states can do and how they can regulate themselves. But I, I just think that was a, a cowardice way to mm-hmm. to really push forward a political agenda that unfortunately again hurts predominantly it hurts black and brown people so, yeah uh, we really have to as a country wake up and know that voting is, is critical and important who we mm-hmm. vote and elect into office has such power to appoint and put names forward of judges I mean uh, it's no secret that uh, these political folks, these political um, leaders are really attempting to impact the courts. They're, they're mm-hmm. trying to pack the courts for people with certain ideology. Uh, and we have to be aware of that because that's the greatest impact. Not, not, not looking at what laws are passing, looking at who they're putting in place to, to rule on the law, who they're putting yeah. in place to interpret the law. It's yeah. really having a strong impact on our community. Yeah. And can you explain why that's so important? Why having control over the course is so important for the layperson? Yeah, I mean, if you have someone interpreting, for, let's take search and seizures for for example. If you have mm-hmm. a, a judge in there with an ideology that, oh yeah, we're cleaning up the community, therefore we need to uh, better the community by putting more police on the ground, police with the ability to stop and frisk and search. You need mm-hmm. to ask yourself, well, who are they stopping and searching? Who are they stopping and frisking? And what communities are more police presence being poured into? Is it the affluent community? I don't think mm-hmm. so. Is it a poor community? Probably so. Yeah. Uh, so when you have judges with an ideology coming in to sit on benches, um, that can negatively impact 
whether cases go forward, that is to trial, whether cases are thrown out because of some grave injustice, whether it be mm-hmm. due process or violation of the Fourth Amendment, the right to search, um, their thinking controls quite a bit in how they're going yeah. to interpret uh, whether or not a law was broken or not. Um, yeah. that, that impacts us greatly. And that's why we should be cognizant of, hey, what are these, uh, whether it's a president, whether it's Congress, what are these political people's ideologies and who do they want to put forward uh, and what ideology are they promoting? Yeah. It has an impact. And we're seeing that now, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to go to a a lighter topic now. We went deep. We're going to go back to light. Uh, Tell me something, an interest, a hobby, something that Seleno does that's outside of the law that nobody would know. What's something that you're interested in that you have skills in or whatever it may be that's not law related? Don't have any skills, unfortunately. But <laughs> <laughs> I think what people would not know, and and I I I like cigars. Mm, yo, I for real? No, I don't know that anybody would know that outside. <laughs> Maybe my wife. You know uh, now, on conversation with a key B, the exclusive. <laughs> uh, and and not just not just smoking them. You know, I I, I like learning about them. Uh, mm. I like the whole uh, prompt and circumstance that goes with the cigar shops. Um, so, so when I travel, I, I usually go to uh, cigar shops, check them out. I will buy and look, and, and I'm learning. I'm by no way a connoisseur. I'm, I'm, I'm learning mm-hmm. every day. But yeah, I think that's something that no one, not many people know. Uh, yeah, no, that's it, really it's, interesting. It's like a hobby of mine. Yeah, I've grown more and more into it, and uh, and I, and I, I enjoy it. I enjoy learning about it. Can you explain how a cigar is made? Uh, I can't well, no, but uh, <laughs> in different countries, uh, mm-hmm. I think they're all made predominantly the same. But, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's the leaf and then there's the tobacco and there's how they choose to roll it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just learning that there's different gauge sizes. Um, I Yeah, there's different blends, tastes um, that you get from them. So, I am in no way I'm a very much a novice uh <laughs> but but I enjoy to learn. <laughs> Man, that's really cool. Yeah. What's the yeah. what's the best cigar? Like what's the known best cigar in the Definitely anything Cuban. Um mm. I think maybe known best, but what I'm hearing lately is it's really whatever you like. Don't and don't be intimidated. Mm. Try to go get the best. Don't try to, you know, oh I need a uh a, a Cohiba. Uh <laughs> It's uh, it's whatever you might like, you know. It's yeah. almost like a wine. It's, it's mm. don't, don't say, hey, I got to get the highest price one. It's it could be a thirteen dollar like, yeah. one versus a thirty dollar one. Yeah. Uh, but it's more about the atmosphere, the feel, the wind down, the chill. It's mm. uh, it's sitting back and conversating, you know. It's, Yay, it's, it's on, definitely man. it's definitely who you next to too, you know. Mm. I walked in that's the, that's cigar cool. bars and made friends because you're sitting there, you're sitting there for a minute. So mm. it's just all about the atmosphere, really. Man, that's interesting. Yeah. So let me see if you can answer this one. Yeah. Is has your interest or love for cigars any dynamic of that impacted your lawyering? Anything that you've learned from cigars that could translate to lawyering at all? Yeah. Um, what did one guy tell me? I was in one shop and he said, "I said, well, which which one's the best? Which one do you decide to 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 smoke to light up?" He mm-hmm. said, 
it depends on how much time you have, um, where you have to be afterwards, and what mm -hmm. kind of mindset you're on. You know, if it's a mm -hmm. large one, then you better have a lot of time. If it's a smaller one, okay, then you could. But but it to me, it's the preparation that goes into it before. It's not just grabbing one and saying, okay, let's. No, it's thinking beforehand. So it's then mm -hmm. it, it equates to trials. It equates to your cases. It's mm -hmm. not just going in. I think I'm at a stage where I could probably go into a, a case and I could fake it around and kick around enough to, to make it. But mm -hmm. if you want to be good at what you do, you're going to take the time to prepare. You're going to take the time yeah. to, to think about it. You're going to take the time to to really consider every ins and outs before you just, just go into it. And, uh, and it's slowing down. You know, it's slowing down. Mm. It's, it's not a rush. You know, when you yeah. even even lighting a cigar, when you begin to light it up and, and toast it, and, <laughs> and how you address it, mm. if you do it right, it could take up to. I've seen people on, on eight minutes, nine minutes, and you're just lighting, you're toasting. You're, <laughs> right. you know, it's like, it's wait a, a second, why, why aren't you just lighting it up and going? No, there's a way. Are you there's gonna smoke to, it at any point? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a way to address it. <laughs> They call it addressing it. What do you mean you gotta address? Wow. It? You gotta address that thing. You know, you can't mm. just roll up on it, light it up. No, this is a right. It's a whole circumstance. You gotta look at it. You gotta torch it just so. You gotta pass around, wave it out, pass it. it this sounds kind of romantic. I'm not gonna it, hold you. Right. Like... I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's, it's slow motion. It's slow motion. Right, right. <laughs> Yo, if you're doing yeah, it right, if you're doing it, right. if you're doing it right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. So it's about taking your time beforehand, so you get the best possible outcome, not rushing it. Yeah, and, and that okay. is that's everything about a case, about a trial. You better prepare. Mm. You better have gone slow. Um, you don't yeah. you don't rush it. You know, um, no matter what it is. You know, I sometimes say, oh, this is a misdemeanor case. This is this is a felony case. Mm. They're cases. They're all the same. Take the yeah. same approach. I'm gonna go slow. I'm gonna do my best job. I'm gonna make sure I take my time. I'm gonna address it the right way, no matter what the case is. Because ultimately, that case is an individual. That individual deserves yeah. the same, uh, the same type of care, you know, as, Man, as any real. case does. So, do you find yourself getting into the motion of it all? Like, you have so many cases. I'm like, all right, is up next, up next. That you forget, like, I don't. This is actually human being. I gotta like <laughs> represent this person my best. Like, you just get into the flow of going day by day. Sometimes you do get into the flow going day by day, and you got to watch that. You got to watch that. Yeah. Um, you really got to guard from that. Um, the way to get out of that is is to get more into the get more into the case, get more into the person. You know, make sure you're yeah. meeting regularly with your clients, discuss as much as possible. Um, the honest truth is, I don't like everyone I represent. You know? um, <laughs> that's just truthful. I don't. Uh, I don't see myself sitting down with most of the people I represent. Right. Um, no cigars with them. He ain't sitting. No cigars with them. Yeah, yeah. They ain't sitting next to me in, in my moment, <laughs> enjoying <laughs> it with me. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm there to protect the law. I'm there to make sure mm -hmm. the Constitution is upheld. I'm there to tell the government if you believe this person has committed a crime that you charge them with, then to get to them, you got to go through me. And that's mm -hmm. irrespective of what I think of them, how yeah. I like them. That has everything to do with upholding the constitution the land of the law that we all say we believe in yeah uh, that's good so yeah um i i tend to do that despite what i think of folks or how mm. they they uh they, whether i like them or not but um 
yeah, that's that's how I ensure that I'm not just going day by day. I'm yeah. ensuring that uh, hey, if you if you come come for them, you got to go through me. Gotcha. Um, this is uh, take a, another shift. Uh, this is for all the recent bar takers out here, or the people who are about to take <laughs> the bar. I recently took the bar back in July, and it was as terrible as everybody says <laughs> it is. How many days was, was, was yours? How many days? It was two days. It was two days. Two days. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mine was in two. person. Yeah. It, it was back in person because I, I know the last two years was online. So this was back in oh, person. I didn't know that. Big I didn't room. even think what the bar was during COVID. Wow. Right, yeah, yeah. People took it at home or like in a hotel. Oh wow! Um, but this was the first year that it was back in person. With okay. the, we had to wear masks and all that, like oh, having to sit down six hours, yeah. <laughs> two days, yeah. Yeah. with a mask on. Um, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been so there. I, I have my own horror stories. Can you tell the the audience your bar exam horror story if you have any? Sure. <laughs> so I took mine in uh in Minnesota. I took it in St. Mm-hmm. Paul. I think it was at the Excel Center, if I'm mm-hmm. remembering correctly. It's a huge uh, center where uh, the hockey team plays. Uh, <laughs> and second day, I'm taking the exam, and I'm hours or yeah, hours into this thing, or maybe just began. I can't recall. But all of a sudden, someone walks by and puts a sticky right in front of me on my desk. <laughs> and we're at tables, huge tables spread all out, huge place. Right. And they're all doing our thing and one of the administrators puts a sticky on my desk and it says meet with us afterwards and i'm just looking at this thing like what the heck meet with you afterwards i was like what did i do so of course my mind's playing but i'm taking this test and i'm like did i do something did i look too long in someone's direction they're way over there i can't possibly have seen anything uh no one's giving me anything i'm you know um and this is the second day Second day, so I'm still taking this. I'm telling you, look, You're right. I'm in this, thing and I'm sweating because this sticky note is sitting here, and it's as if the sticky <laughs> note got larger and larger, you know, and brighter and brighter. Meet us, and you still trying to read the questions. You still trying to understand the questions that's going. <laughs> Your man was gone. I'm telling you, I was hurt, babe. I was like, what did I do? Turns out, <laughs> I I finished the test miraculously. The grace of God, I finished. Snatch the sticky off the desk, run to the administrator's office. Like, what is going on? What's the problem? What right. What did I do? You know, um, they say, oh, you just fit. You didn't upload your something so benign about uh, uploading an essay uh, that they hadn't received yet. I said, you guys, you cannot. From the day before. Yeah, from the day before, there's an essay I had failed to upload overnight, and oh I said, y'all gosh. cannot place notes in the middle of the exam. <laughs> In front of right. us, well, in I, game well, mode. I'm like, yeah. yeah, you can't do that, man. Oh I thought God. I thought cuss these people out because I was scared. I thought they thought I was did something, and I yeah. was uh, middle of the test. Yeah, I remember getting a sticky note on my. That's like, insane. Oh. Yeah. And just to get some context, guys, like when you're in the bar exam, you are like lasered focused in. Like you yeah. can't even think about thinking about something else. Like you have to focus yeah. on sure. what's right in front of you. You're so, so dialed in. You're so dialed in. Yeah, yeah. I, you're so dialed in. in, in the, the preparation, right, Akeem? The preparation right. for the bar is immense. Like, I yeah. remember preparing for the bar, and I went to a three-hour movie. I went to Pirates of the Caribbean. I can't remove, remember what movie I went to go see. I remember what movie I went to see because afterwards, 
I went mm-hmm. home and I cried because I said, I just wasted three hours of my time oh, at this Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Uh, <laughs> and I'd have that time. Damn you, Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> I was so angry at myself, man. The whole oh, time, though, no. you're like, oh, I need a break. I need to relax. I'm just going to go. Yeah. Man, when I tell you I was so mad at myself for having went and thinking, oh, oh that's man. it. I'm going to fail the bar. I decided to take yeah. three hours to go to a movie. Uh, yeah. So did you did you take breaks like that? Did you ever hear yourself I, like? No, I definitely took breaks. And I also felt guilty. I didn't go to the movies. Okay. Don't try to make me feel bad. I, I, no, no, but you need it. I, I, I truly do feel, and it's another tip out there. Like I truly do feel like doing bar preparation, you need to do the things that you enjoy yeah. from yeah. time to time to stay sane. There's yeah. no way you can study straight for two months without yeah. having a break, without doing something. Even if you feel guilty afterwards, do it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, worth it. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. do it. Do it uh, because you're you're. While you may not feel you need it, your mind does need the break. Your body yeah. needs that break. Um, yeah. I studied every day really hard, and I studied at a coffee yeah. shop. To this day, I cannot walk into that coffee shop without becoming physically ill. The smell of the coffee wow. means it has a it has an effect on me, or I'm like, mm, I can't do it. Uh, yeah, there's a corner corner store. I won't even uh, besmirch their name, but there's a corner store in Minneapolis, <laughs> a little small coffee chain that I, I can't even fool with them no more because uh, – I can't oh, drink that coffee or nothing. I can't even go in there without all the feeling, <laughs> the angst rushing back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Um, can, can, can you give your thoughts on the bar exam and just like in general, like what it, its place in the law, whether you think it's needed or not, just how you feel about yeah, it? I, I think it's needed. I think there should be a right approving ground to to do what we do to practice. Mm. Uh, it's it's hellacious. It's hellacious. I mean, <laughs> but it, it's it's fair. It's fair. Um, so I don't have any outward feelings except for everyone should do it. You know, I understand California yeah. may be a little different with how they approach it. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, God, no, no feelings necessarily one way or the other, except to say we need something, you know, and that, and that takes yeah. two days, three days. It's hard, but it's fair. Okay. That's real. That's real. All right. Uh, switching topics real quick too. Um, you kind of touched on this about self promotion. Can you give a networking tip? What's your go to networking tip in the legal field? Don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> uh, your your name's going to follow you. I I think mm. my reputation is that anyone tell you Sloan's a good guy. I think even you know the prosecutors uh, to the point where you know some of my colleagues have said, "Man, you're almost too nice." Um, but mm. I think everyone knows. I'm not gonna uh when when we when you're up against me it it's it's a fight it's a battle it's a war yeah uh i don't um i'm I'm going after you it, it, but i do, you could do that civilly you could do that peacefully you don't have to be a jerk about it and I'm not i choose my style is mm. very friendly jovial collegial um but we're in trial we're at war and I'm coming for yeah. you and it's just <laughs> And I'm gonna do it with a smile, but you gonna know you come past my cross, you cross my path, you you better be able to fight because because I'm I'm gonna bring yeah. it to you, you know. But you sometimes I see people just be jerks, and it doesn't yeah. to me. It doesn't take all that, you know. This job is stressful enough. I don't need you to yeah. hate me to do it. Um, and you don't do that because you know your name follows you, Akeem. I, I mm. brought in a book of business because in undergrad. This young lady was a friend of mine. 
You know, she was like a big sister to me. Years mm-hmm. later, I could never predict that she would be at Dada Inc. running a multi-million dollar uh, wow. app company out of wow. Italy, and they get yeah. sued in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And mm. she would pick up the phone and call me. You know, um, to this day, I get calls from people who say, "Hey, I remember how much you you cared about my case and wanted to fight for me. I now got in more trouble, or my my." My, my mother's in trouble, my brother's in trouble, a friend is in trouble. Will you fight for them like you wanted to fight for me? You know? Yeah. Um, so two things, right? Don't be a jerk and, and mm. fight. Go 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 balls out because people mm. remember that. They remember how you made them feel when you're representing them. And uh, that's mm. the best compliment I get is when someone calls and says, hey, I remember how you wanted to fight for me and how you did fight for me. Um, I just mm. left a trial yesterday and I lost. <laughs> and the client <laughs> said, walked out and said, I'm happy. Thank you. Because I mm. wanted, I just wanted to tell my side and I wanted someone to fight for me. That's the biggest compliment, you know, you could get mm. is, uh, you, you gave them the fight that they wanted. You know? Yeah. That's so real. I feel yeah. like from the outside, looking into the legal field, you feel like whether you want to be in the law or not, you just feel like you need to be adversarial and you need to be this mean in order to get ahead. Yeah, and, and there's time for that. There's time to be mean. There's time to be adversarial. It comes <laughs> naturally in the practice. You, right. It doesn't need any extra. It doesn't need you putting, you know, <laughs> making it worse. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Doing the most on it. I, yeah. I, I tell the government no every day, and I do it with a smile. No, we will not stipulate. Mm. No, we will not mm. allow you to do this. Um, and at the end of the day, win or lose, they they know I'll shake their hand. I'll tell them good job, and I'll mean it. Um, and uh and it's uh it's it's something great to be said about being being civil <laughs> especially yeah. nowadays i think uh we've lost a little bit of civility you think so yeah yeah not only in the practice of law but the world in general definitely yeah no that's real that's really real all right um so to close out, I have this. Uh, it's called the closing argument seg- segment, right. and this is, my <laughs> this is where I shine the it, best. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a couple of hoops to jump through. So um, to end the show, I want my guests to leave a closing argument, but it's in wrapped in a gem. It's actually a gem that you're leaving, whether it's to the legal field, whether it's to law students. Um, law students out there but the caveat is i have words of the day you have to use the word of the day <laughs> in your closing argument i love it you and i'm wrapping start... it i gotta wrap it no 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 you, have to, you don't know you have to wrap it you have to oh. start as if as if you're giving a <laughs> i thought you said you have to wrap oh you wrap it in a gem i thought you meant yeah, yeah it's wrapped it in a gem or or I yeah the gem it. is wrapped the gem is wrapped in a closing argument okay i gotta wrap it I, I gotta pull out my beat. spit. I was like, hey. <laughs> you could do that too. Listen, if you ever wrap the closing argument, you'll be legendary. <laughs> you were wrapped to a jury. Yeah, I said, hey, leg- yo. You'd be legendary, all right? <laughs> legendary walked out the courtroom. Right. right. Wrapped in a right. gym. I apologize. Wrapped in a no, gym. No, it's so good. It's so good. Um, so, yes, yeah, so you start with ladies and gentlemen of the jury, and then you just drop your gym, but you have to use the word of the day. And if you use the word correctly, you win <laughs> <laughs> you win an Amazon gift card from Conversate with the Kim D. Earl. Oh wow. If you do not, 
then you just leave with the, the good feeling of giving out great advice, <laughs> but with oh, the man. misused word. Right, right. <laughs> like is, are you are you ready for your word? I'm ready for my word, Your Honor. Right. <laughs> your word is impetuous. 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 All right. Uh, may it please the you, court. Yeah, uh, but however ladies, you want to start it. Ladies and gentlemen uh, of the jury, it is important that as you walk through life, are you giving it right now? Or are you practice? I'm, I'm giving it now. I'm oh, okay. I, I, I gotta hear you. I gotta hear you. Your Honor, you're, you're, you're interrupting me. <laughs> it's my courtroom. It's my courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's imperative that one not be impetuous in how mm. they pursue uh, their work, how they work with uh, their colleagues. Mm. You want to be perceived as competent. Uh, an individual with integrity, uh, hopefully one with with character, uh, because mm. that's the way you go far. Uh, it's also important that you are collegial in this work. Uh, I leave you with the African proverb that says, <laughs> I love it. if you want to go fast, you go alone. But if you want to go far, you go with a group. Um, it's important that that you go far in the practice of law, and mm. at the end, I hope you find my client not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing, impetuous, you, huh? impetuous. You definitely uh, used it correctly. Impetuous means acting or done quickly, and without thought or care. So yes, like you definitely use it correctly that you do not act impetuous in the practice of law. <laughs> well, your Amazon can give card will be on the way. <laughs> I'll be looking for that thing. I'll be looking. Oh, I, know you... <laughs> I know, I know. I'll be looking. Uh, it will be on the way. Thank you so much for hey, joining Conversate with the Kim D. Earl for being the first guest um, of many, many more episodes. Thank you so much for being here. So I know. Appreciate hey, it. complete honor. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for yeah. having me. Absolutely, absolutely.